Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, I am Chris. Uh, we're back after a um, two-week break. Uh, I had a friend's very messy leaving do last Thursday. Uh, with me, I've got Ryan. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you very much. Right, you were posting on Instagram pictures of your wedding venue, weren't you? Yeah, I was, yeah, in Lutterworth. Yeah, God's own country. Yeah, I've been, try- I've been trying to use Instagram and you know, be down with the kids these days. So, you know, everyone uses Instagram, so I just thought, everyone else is doing it. I should probably learn how to. Do you know what? I set up an account about two years ago, and I barely used it. And the last couple of months, I thought, I will make an effort to use this more. I quite like it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, I've got it linked. Well, I couldn't really link it to my Twitter fully, and I don't know why. So I had to set something up. So when my Instagram account posted something, a web service picked that up and then posted it on Twitter on its behalf. Mm-hmm. Very confusing. You see, you've got one of those non-iPhones, haven't you? Yes. One yeah. of the, you know, terrible phones. Yeah, you see, that, that's your problem. It was... I, I could... I could. The Instagram app would allow me to do it, but I set up to, uh, the thing so you have to... You get a text when you log into Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'll send you a text. And then it sent me it, and then the website just never would change to put my code in. So I was just like... I just, I just want to sign in and link the accounts. Because it's all phone-based, you can't do it on the website. Yeah, that sounds rather complicated. I had a similar thing this week. I got it, When I got my new phone a couple of months ago, I had to log back into my BT Sport app. And of course, because I only logged in once about two years ago, I couldn't remember anything about what it is. So I've been going with BT Sport for the last couple of weeks. Oh, no. Yeah, especially after I missed Milan 3, Napoli 2 at the weekend I was rather annoyed at myself but I finally got around to remembering what it all was and I set it up just in time for a two week international break yeah as you do yeah so I've been watching fishing <laughs> <laughs> right I, with this week we're going to talk about the transfer window we're going to talk about international matches other bits and bobs but I did tell you I was going to start with a stat yeah it was the uh, checker trade trophy this week wasn't it <laughs> yes right are you all over this a, a tiny, tiny bit. I've just seen lots of people saying this is the worst thing ever. But that's all it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, what? Worse than World War Two? Well, you, some people on my timeline don't really know what World War Two was, so a lot of it's just like, yeah, worst thing ever. <laughs> um, Fleetwood Town played a Blackburn Rovers under twenty-one or, or B team. Okay. The attendance was three hundred and ninety-two which was 17 fewer than if you added up the total of all the Blackburn Rovers squad numbers that played that night. That is amazing. That's a fantastic stat. I love that. That is a very good stat. I there, tell you that a lot, a lot. There is a really, really good um, Twitter account called the Squad Numbers Blog. Um, and they tweet everything about squad numbers, which is right up my street, and it's absolutely fantastic. I'm definitely going to have to go follow it after we're done here. Because oh, that, that, that genuinely sounds really awesome, that. 
Is it like every day? He's not every day. He's every now and then. And I think he's a little bit Asperger's or autistic in a really, really nice way. But Well, you'd have to be, wouldn't you? Yeah. Things really, really get his goat. Like, um, play... Uh, Strikers wearing six annoy him and things like that. Oh, that is annoying. That's like when goalkeepers don't wear one. Yes, that annoys me as well. Maybe we're all the same. Maybe yeah. <laughs> but that really annoys me. I never got over Pepe Reina not wearing to wear, not, not not wanting to wear the number one. He wore 25 the whole time at Liverpool and still does it because, happily. Because, because that's a standard goalkeeper number. Yeah, and apparently. then Tim Howard. Yeah, Tim Howard 24 at um, Everton. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, and Courtois, is he still 13? Yes, still 13. Why? Uh, I'd love to know because the whole thing was he wanted to be the number one goalkeeper. Mm. Just, just make it obvious. Yeah, exactly. I think Alex Manninger wears one for Liverpool at the minute. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, exactly. Bekovic wears ours. Actually, yeah, he'd probably be Which... a number one at any other club, though, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah, he would. Maybe that's just a bit of pride. Maybe he sits there looking at the shirt and goes, I'm still number one. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, look, speaking of goalkeepers, should we talk about Joe Hart briefly? Since we're going to do a little transfer window roundup. Yeah, we, we all know that I don't really like Joe Hart, so this is a bit of a bizarre one, actually. Well, how did you... OK, what do you think about him going to Torino? It seems very odd. You'd expect him to have gone somewhere, no disrespect to Torino, but you know, a club with a bit of more prestige or history, potentially. Ooh. Ooh. It's a controversial statement. That's incredibly with. controversial. So you're saying that um, how many league titles Manchester City won? Uh, <laughs> two. Well, they won two Premier League titles. Oh well, yeah. They may have won something before that. So you're saying that, that they are a step down from the one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven times. N- no, I mean Serie A champions. This- in this modern age... Modern age means nothing. One, two, well, three, four, five times <laughs> Copper Italia winners. <laughs> don't get me wrong, they're, they're, they're a very want, great it, club. Yeah. Uh, they also produced one of the finest teams ever, which is the Gran Torino team. I'll lend you a book called... Okay. I'll lend you a book, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about a guy called um, Erno Erbstein. He was the coach of Torino when he, they, um, uh, they, he formed one of the best teams at the post-war period, uh, that unfortunately all died in a plane crash in 1947. He was a Holocaust survivor as well. Wow, OK. They, they've got rather a lot of history. Yeah, well, OK. Well, um, Just for the record, listeners, Ryan is a Chelsea fan. So the football wasn't invented until <laughs> Ryan Abramovich came in. <laughs> no, it's it just... Nowadays, you, I, was, I was expecting him to maybe go to another Premier League club or sort of... But uh, well, he, he's in, he's the England number one technically at the moment, mm. so it, it just seems like a bizarre move mm. currently in this sort of where he's come from. And he's not obviously. I've always had concerns about him anyway as a goalkeeper. He's not bad by any stretch. I just think England and Man City could have had a better bit of a better option. Yeah, I mean, to be it, fair, it should be good to him. You're right. I mean, to be fair, because Torino have never won the third division playoff final, have they? Well, exactly. <laughs> um, I think the perceived wisdom is he turned down Sunderland. Uh, Everton didn't want him because they've just bought Stecklerberg. Um, Liverpool, they've bought Mingale, but they've also bought um, Clavin, haven't they? Who, although he's got a broken yes. hand, he will be back soon. So it's difficult to see where in the Premier League he's going to go. You might as well go abroad and have a bit of fun. Absolutely. Well, well, we'll talk about that a bit later with 
uh, Jack Wilshere, because um, he didn't really want to go abroad and have fun. No. But, you know, Joe, I think it'll be good for him to have a season of, of sort of potentially not being in the limelight as much. Um, I think it's just to focus on the football, because my thing about Joe Hart in the past has been he's very caring about how he how he looks or sort of how he's perceived. He seems um, quite an ego player, doesn't he? Yeah, I think now it's a chance for him just to settle at a club. And I mean, by all accounts, it sounds like he's accepted that he's he's gone for good, even though it's a loan deal. Um, he thanked all the you know the city fans for everything and. How what's a fantastic time he's had at the club. So you, you think his career is pretty much over anyway at City. Um, but it's it just it's an interesting thing to see where he's going, and hopefully he'll have a good season. But I don't know how that what that means for the England team and where he fits into the scheme of things there. I still think he'll, I still think he'll be first choice. I mean, you know, we all I think on this podcast kind of like Jack Butland, don't we? So it'll be nice yeah. to see him get a go. But I still I'm looking forward to watching him on BT Sport beating his chest in the tunnel and shouting in Italian. Well, yeah. As anyone would. Yeah. I mean, their manager is Sinisa Mihailovic. Why wouldn't you want to play for him? True. I think... I don't think he's a, he's a particularly great manager, but I'd love to play for him. I think he's... I, I do... I think he's a very misunderstood person, Mihailovic, and I do really, really like him. And he got Attila Lombardo as assistant as well. There you go, then. That sounds a fun place to be. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. If it wasn't for the fact that you're in the, um, you've got those other chaps down the road in Turin, it might be uh, might be a fantastic move for him. Right, exactly. Yeah, I kind of reckon they could be pushing for a European place this season, Torino. Well, I mean, Hart will get will give them something anyway. You know, they'll be a bit safer mm. at the back. You'd think so. You know, no harm in think. Well, there's no harm in them thinking that they could push on. No. Um, all right. Uh, well, also from Manchester City, um, Mangala has gone on loan to Valencia, and Sami Nasri has gone to Sevilla. It doesn't really look like either of them is going to fit under a Pep team, does it? No, I think it, it seems very well. Well done for Pep for just going for it and getting rid of the players that he thinks aren't going to play, rather than sort of thinking, well, I'll hold on to them for six months to see if I can fit them in. He's just sort of said, you're not going to fit in, so I'll let you go now. Well, Yaya Torre is... supposedly going to be left out of the Champions League squad as well. Ooh, that'd be... Is, is that deadline already passed, or is that coming up in the next couple of days? I, I don't know. I don't think either has got any particular interest in it this year, have we? Well, no. I, do you know, I did that really horrible thing, actually. And I, I look, the Champions League draw was obviously last Thursday, and I checked my phone saying, who have Chelsea got? And then that sudden realisation, <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I got used to that a few years ago, don't worry. <laughs> Mind you, we win it five times anyway, so you know it's all old you don't hat. Need it. you, you don't need it anyway. No, it's all no. old hat now. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited by David Luiz. If we are going to talk about Chelsea, oh, if we do, then yeah, I'm so excited. He's not the best defender. I'll just get that out there, but he's just such an entertaining player as a neutral. He's a fantastic footballer. I just don't think he's a particularly good defender. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm trying to. Still, I'm still trying to figure out what his best position could be. Maybe he even he doesn't know. I think he's just the cheerleader, maybe because he's just he just gets everyone riled up in some way or another. And I think he'll he'll fit straight back in. I think that's one of the reasons we've gone back in for him is that he knows the club, he knows the league, 
we needed a defender that could slide into the team pretty quickly, and he's going to be able to do that. Yeah, it's not exactly solving the uh, problem of age, is it, with Terry and Cahill? I mean, um, because David Luiz is already 30 years old, isn't he? Yeah, I think the the thought process among Chelsea fans is that it is the same every season, where we think next season we'll, some of the youngsters will, won't go out on loan and will have a, a good foundation. I mean, people said it about Callas a couple of seasons ago. The main one is Andreas Christensen, who's on loan at um, Brusham. Um, Gladbach he's he, I think he won their player of the year last year or the young player of the year yeah he's done a right he's, he's a fantastic defender and they're trying everything to get him on a permanent deal but you'd think as a Chelsea fan the, the thought process is that he'll come back into the squad with Zuma and that'll be the new partnership for sort of like 10 years you've got there, there is youth there are youth players at Chelsea and the youth academy is always winning things it's just actually putting them into the first team which is a problem yeah, and um, I mean, you know, I I do quite like David Luiz. I don't have a great problem with pantomime play acting or anything. So one of my favourite things he did do was um, the little hide behind the face at Old Trafford. He did that. Time. That was fantastic. If he just does that again, yes. I mean, there's already been a, a bit of banter between a couple of the, the current players. I think they've sort of said you might want to mind Diego Costa for the first couple of days because uh, when Chelsea played PSG, there was a bit of a thing between those two in the most recent tie, so I think they've all said, yeah, maybe just leave Diego alone for a few days to get used to it. Oh, I think Diego could take... Um, I think um, Luis could take Diego. Oh, I think he could. I don't get the whole Costa Hardman thing. He, he acts hard. Yeah. Unless like a, it's... Unless like it's a, was it Jordan Henderson? Unless it's Jordan Henderson, then yeah. Costa seems to like run off. Or Martin Skirtle. Or Martin Skirtle, yeah. He's like an angry, yappy dog, which if he yeah. actually confronted, yeah. would just sort of cower away. Um. Yeah, so you've got David Luiz back, um, and Marcus Alonso as well for twenty-three million pounds. I don't think quite a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think his brother ever signed anywhere for that amount. No, I, I don't get this. This whole transfer window has been a bit of a mess, anyway. In terms for of you. well, for for Chelsea anyway, just because of the, the amount of bids we tried to make on Syria, Syria defenders, and the money that's been banded around in the media I mean, and in the actual transfers itself Louise for 30 something million, that's a bit high as it is you know, Marcus Alonso for yeah 23, it's so ridiculously high, I think all of Chelsea signings have been around about 30 million, someone if you can't batch Y and Kante. Someone, a couple of things on Louise, someone's uh, he is the first 100 million pound uh, combined transfer fee player Wow, okay and yeah, that would make sense. Someone said, what did you buy him for originally? I think it was like 14 million, but it included Matic, which is, I mean, story is just hilarious. Yeah. Um, and you sold him for 50. Yeah. And you bought him back for what? I think it's about 34, that's what they're saying. So in effect, you just paid 3 million pounds for David Luiz overall. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, good business to me. Yeah, well, Mourinho came and went. <laughs> Louise has gone. Is came and went. Um, Matic came and went. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was right, it? <laughs> there, there was a couple of people yesterday saying, "Now matter, let's get matter back as well." <laughs> Crazy things could happen. Couldn't he? he nearly got Lukaku back. I mean, that was talked about over well, the summer. Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot of interesting stuff I saw earlier. Chelsea's loan army has amassed up to thirty-eight players out on loan this yeah. summer which is a little bit high 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously Conte saw something in the form of Bolton Wanderers and Sunderland player, Marco Salonzo. From all accounts, uh, he, he had a really good season at Fiorentina. And if he plays the way he did at Fiorentina last season, he'll be a good addition. Mm. Uh, hopefully he turns out better than Baba Raman because that didn't go very well. Or Felipe <laughs> Luis. We're just really cursed with left-backs, clearly. The best left-back was Ashley Cole. Well, Felipe Luis, he was all right, wasn't he? Yeah, he just didn't really seem to get any game time, which was bizarre. No. So where's, what's going to happen to Aspilicueta, then? Oh, well, hopefully he goes back out onto the right. Because uh, Ivanovic can't cross the ball to save his life. No. So I, I don't really want him to be back at right-back, because he's just a liability. He's more of a liability than David Luiz. If you put them in the same sort of part of the pitch you're just asking for problems yeah I mean it's I can't see how David Luiz in discipline sits in with Antonio Conte I mean it's known that they're in for Bozogli and Benucci over the summer and various other players but yeah. they're, both, they're both like fourth or fifth choices these signings aren't they yeah definitely they're, they're, it screams a bit like panic buy yeah a little bit oh speaking of loan deals um, Juan Cadrado the first, is it the first three-year loan deal or just the... Because uh, it's a three-year loan deal, isn't it? Yeah. Which is... I'm sure that pretty much takes him up to his contract, doesn't it? Well, you would have thought so. At which, at which point he signs on a free for Rome, uh, for Juventus anyway. Juventus anyway. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, he, he clearly didn't year, fit in. It? Yeah, he clearly didn't fit in. Um, I don't I don't know whether Conte wanted him. The rumour was that Conte wanted to keep him, but his head wasn't in it. That's why he hasn't played, and he just wanted to go back to Juventus, which I can't really blame him, really. I think one of the reasons Conte left Juventus in the first place was the whole signing of Quadrado. He really, really wanted him, and they didn't get him or something. Yeah. Which makes it all the more bizarre that he has gone. I, the, I the just lo- think, it's just a loan thing. It's just I find that really odd. It really bizarre. You just, unless Juventus just didn't want to pony up the money now, because they're still paying £15 million across the, the three years. So yeah. it doesn't seem to make much sense. No, exactly. Um, Mario Balotelli's gone to Nice on a free. But you're happy about that one? Yeah, well, I t- I'll be even happier if I was Mario Balotelli. Play for Liverpool, what? do terribly, go live in Milan for a year, and then end up in the south of France. Yeah, that it must was, be nice, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they did it right last year, didn't they, Nice? Yeah. They did okay. Um, I think the big drama there was two big dramas of the day wasn't there there was uh, Jack Wilshere and Sissoko so who do you want to talk about first we'll go for Wilshere go on then yeah 22 clubs apparently in for him which I can't overly buy but I think that might have been a bit um, a bit high from what was actually there unless majority of the Premier League wanted him well if 22 clubs are in for you it makes you a bit surprised that he would end up at Bournemouth um couple of theories of the fact that Wenger personally vetoed the fact that he could go to Roma I think they didn't think that he would progress very well and maybe thought back to the whole Ashley Cole at Roma thing um, yeah. Milan didn't work out for him either Crystal Palace didn't um, so he ended, ended up at Bournemouth again it's worse so, places to live than Bournemouth well throughout throughout the day it was a lot of jokes of sort of where does he want to sit in hospital the most yes or which which has the best medical beds and you know that's a very big signing for Bournemouth. A lot of 
uh, Sky Sports News really sort of hammed it up and said, this is such a massive move, this is the biggest coup of the window, it's, it's a loan deal, it's not, it's not a transfer, it, they made it out to be such a bigger deal than it actually is. But I suppose that, that that is Jack Wilshire. I didn't have Sky Sports, so I had to listen to... Well, I was playing football myself. Um, when I came back, I listened to Five Live um, with the ever-embittered Chris Sutton on there. Oh, God, yeah, OK. <laughs> someone better very, people to pick than that. Yeah, someone very helpfully did draw a map from Wiltshire to Bournemouth, which was very good of them. Yeah, I saw it. Iceland tweeted at him and said, Yes. You can come and... But we don't sell cigarettes. Yes. Which I thought was great. <laughs> um. So if he stays fit, because I'm I'm a little bit worried about Bournemouth this year. He'll be a massive boost to that team. Yeah. Um, if he stays fit, that is the thing. Every season with Jabal is if he stays fit, he'll have a great season. Yeah. It's just not really worked out for him, has it? I don't really think it has. Um, but a lot of Bournemouth fans are, I think, were a little bit upset that Matt Ritchie went. So this is obviously an upgrade on someone like him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing was, it was it was the stats for Wilshire. It was like, you know, once really England's golden boy, 34 caps. And you think, you know, that, not the colour of the player thing. It's just such a bizarre move that someone like that would go out on loan at this stage of his career. He should be dominating this Arsenal team. Yeah, really. I, mean, I, I said in this podcast myself a couple of years ago that we should build the team around him if he stayed fit yeah. for England. But... Obviously, that never happened. It's just, yeah, it's just crumbled around him, hasn't it? Yeah. And he keeps getting himself into trouble, which doesn't help. No, well, I don't think he lives with the mother of his children, so maybe he stayed in England as a means of staying close to them. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Musa Sissoko? This is, this is a fantastic sort of deadline day drama deal, mm. isn't it? It's just everything about it 30 million we were talking about high fees earlier but 30 million just seems outrageously high for Suzuko well I honestly think that Levy got out levied by Mike Ashley yeah yeah um it's I think Everton have dodged a massive bullet as well do you yeah I don't uh, think Mark was pretty happy about not getting him yeah, he he agreed because I sort of put it out on Twitter, and he there's quite a few people um, that came back um, and said, yeah, it looks like Everton have dodged a bullet because Paul Merson was on Sky Sports and he was saying Suzuko last season didn't look like he wanted to do anything, didn't want to run around when the cameras were on him. Mm. He was he tried as hard as he could. Every other game didn't look like he gave a damn, and then he played really well at Euros. Maybe that's why it's thirty million. But thirty million—that's thirty million for a championship player. Which, no disrespect to the championship, but that's a serious money swing that we've not really seen before. Yeah, I mean, I don't honestly think they had to sell him. I was talking to a Newcastle fan at work about this. If you think how much they Newcastle would have got, even though they got relegated, they still must have got an awful lot of money from the TV deal. Well, the, Absolutely. You know, at the end of the previous TV deal, it's still nothing, you know, nothing to be sniffed at. Plus, they get four years of parachute payments. They could have quite easily afforded to keep him. I don't think it's even for the money. I think they've already thought actually a club's willing to pay this much money. Maybe I don't know whether Benitez rated him or not. Again, I, I've seen quite a few people say that he's not a great player, regardless of how he played at the Euros. It's only a couple of games. Yeah. Um. So they they won't really. They'll probably be thrilled that they got thirty million for him. Yeah. 
and they let the, because Newcastle let a lot of players go in the summer for a, quite a big amount of money. I see Wijnaldum and Townsend. It just seems bizarre that Newcastle getting relegated has made them a bunch of money. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's as bad as Mike Ashley is in all sorts of many, many ways. Newcastle are in the black at the moment, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. Um, which, it, you know, the same can't be said for a lot of clubs. But back to Sissoko, apparently Everton had more or less agreed terms with him and they got a private plane ready for him to, to fly up and sign for them and all this sort of thing. And Spurs just nipped in at the last minute. I, I don't know whether it's the lure of London for a foreign player or whether it's the lure of the Champions League or stonking amounts more money or what. Again, I think it's something that Paul Merson said. He, because they, Jim White sort of said, well, is it Champions League football or is it potentially a little bit extra money? Like, And then Paul Merson said it's probably an extra digit at the end. Weekly salary rise. And he said, "I don't the Champions League, You know, if you don't play well in your group, you play in, what, six games? Mm-hmm. He said Tottenham aren't winning it, so it's not like he's going there to win a Champions League. He's going there for the money again. I don't, I don't know what Sissoko is like as a player, but if if, if the rumours are true, Everton had agreed the deal, as you said, and then when they tried to ring him to say where are you, the plane's waiting, and even Ronald Koeman himself apparently tried to ring him, he turned his phone off. Yeah, I don't have a problem with players moving for money. I mean, we all move in our own careers, don't we, for more money? So it's not like it's a football should no, be any different. No, I, I think it's just a very bizarre thing where Everton probably thought they had the deal done with sort of forty minutes, half an hour left to go, and then Tottenham, yeah, obviously just came in and and swooped it. Yeah, um, Leicester signed Islam Slimani from Sporting Lisbon for a reported twenty nine million pounds. A lot of people are very happy about that. I don't know an awful lot about him. Yeah, no, he's got a he's got a lot of goals against Porto, um, which he cried at the weekend, didn't he, when he, he left? Yeah, he did. He he's a very good striker from all accounts that I've heard. Very very good striker. Scores bags of goals when he's on his form. Yeah, uh, well, Leicester's previous record striker signing of uh, Adi Akinbayi, hopefully, is uh, a little bit better than that. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> he was awful, didn't he? Yeah, he was terrible. Uh, it, it, they're, they're obviously, they're looking for the link-up play between him and Mares as well. Probably, to probably keep Mares on board. Really, like keep him happy, happy, even though he signed a recent contract, just to make sure that no one tries to lure him away next summer. Yeah. Um, Alvaro Arbeloa has gone from Real Madrid to West Ham. Um, very good deal for them. Yeah, he's a, it is. He's isn't a it? very experienced player. West Ham needed someone like that. Sam Byram needed the experience. Arbeloa is not a bad shout, really. I was very surprised when we let him go to Real Madrid in the first place. Yeah, very solid. Not going to sort of you know light the world on fire, but he'll do his job and he'll play. He'll play well for the majority of the time. Yeah, uh, George Kevin Nakodu from Marseille to Spurs for nine million pounds. Uh, Jeff Kendrick from Derby to Burnley for ten and a half million. That's an awful lot of money. That's, yeah, that was that was a weird one. Yeah, uh, Wilfred Bonny uh, on loan to Stoke. He played in a training match twenty minutes after he signed. Did he? Yeah, oh, <laughs> he was like, they're out on the pitch and he, he was already playing a, a training match. Well, you kind of will him on, don't you? Yeah. I quite like I do. Him. I do like Pony. The Man City deal originally was all a bit blur. Yeah. But, so it's good to see him at a club where he'll probably be able just to play games and score goals. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea legend Matt Miazga, uh, going to Vitesse Arnhem on loan. 
into the, the, the Chelsea Youth Academy. <laughs> yeah, the Chelsea black hole of uh... yeah <laughs> people we think we're going to play, but we don't. Well, this is the thing: we need defenders. He played last season in a couple of games, and he wasn't that bad. No, and I don't, I don't know why you just wouldn't keep him on, especially when we need the depth. Mm. Even with David Luiz, you're only really looking at four centre backs. And one yeah. of them is John Terry and one of them's Gary Cale, so Yeah. Uh Wales or oh, Euro 2016's Hal Robson Canu Reading to West Brom. Uh Enna Valencia going to Everton on loan from West Ham. Ricky Lambert, remember him? Yeah. Yeah, West Brom to Cardiff. Um Marvin Emnes from Swansea to Blackburn on loan. That'll teach him to sign Danny Graham and <laughs> Anthony Stokes. Uh <laughs> Silver D Banks Blake. I remember him from Plymouth. He's gone to Shrewsbury yes. on loan. Um, Sammy Amiobi has gone from Newcastle to Bolton on loan. Uh, oh look, Lucas Piazon, another Chelsea legend. You, oh, you're going to go through quite a few Chelsea legends if that's the case. Are really, you going to get a few of these? Adam Kennedy. Oh, oh, Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy went out on loan, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Is he did all right last season? Yeah, he did. Now this is the bizarre thing about Chelsea. I don't know why you just wouldn't keep him around. Yeah, you know they could always help out around the club shop or something. Exactly. Yeah. Experience, work experience, and all that. Well, some of them are older, enough, probably just for work experience. Exactly, yeah, definitely. Um, Charlie Moore grew from Celtic to Blackburn on a free. That's scraping the barrel. Lewis Alberto. I'm kind of sad that he went from Liverpool because I always kind of thought he was there was a, a, one of those players that had an awful lot of promise in him. I'm kind of sad that he's gone. A bit like Andre Wisdom has gone out on loan again. Yeah, I think I saw you posted something about this the other day. Why not just keep him around? It's the same thing. Why not just Keep him around and give him a chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, Adam Lafondra has gone to Wigan from Cardiff. Uh, he's one of the one that sort of disappeared as well, isn't he? Yeah. There we go. Right, I think I'm scrolling to the bottom. There we go. Yeah. Um, of all those, who do you reckon is going to... Of all the teams that made their summer signings, I still kind of think United got their players in early, so it's going to be more helpful to them. Yeah, absolutely. Which is bizarre for Mourinho team to get the biz- business done early. It's always good if you know what players you need, you get it done. Um, a bit like the Kante deal for Chelsea was was good because we got the deal done early. He had time to settle, and he, he's been in the team for the first few weeks. There's always talk, isn't there, that the transfer window should end before the season starts mm. because it creates so much sort of difficulties. Why do you have to have a transfer window? What, just to have transfers open all the time? Yeah, I mean, they used to have a window that closed in March, and that was it. Why See, do you I, need a window? Because I think if you have transfers open all the time, there's so much... There will be clubs just saying, oh, we're really interested in this player. Aren't you playing us next week? Uh, no. A bit like what United were trying to do to Jose Fonte. I... I think there would be quite a few clubs that would try and sort of, you know, declare interest or, or leak some information that to, to put other players off so they don't perform. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it worked well enough for a hundred years on its own. Well, yeah. And then Sky Sports came along. Jim White, that's what it is. That's what it is. He just wants something to do. Yeah, exactly. With his, like, 50 phones or whatever he's got. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have Sky Sports. It, it, it's literally so much fanfare. Yeah. And they had a, a full-on countdown with 10 seconds left to go. As but if something had happened in that 10 seconds. 
throughout the dead, it's like almost like we've just had a deal on the one second mark. That's it. But the whole thing is, deals can still be announced up until one a.m. Mm. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah, and it's not as if that deal with one second to go was Ronaldo to Barcelona or something. It's probably yeah. somebody from Cardiff to Rotherham or something. Exactly. It was like oh, well, they got the loan deal in just in time. Woohoo! <laughs> Um, there's been some friendlies this week, hasn't there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Germany to Finland nil. Bastian Schweinsteiger rather emotionally left the pitch. Did you see that for the last yeah, time? Yeah, very, very sad, actually. I do like Schweinsteiger. And what's happening to him at United's a bit depressing, actually. Yeah, imagine having a manager do something like that. Honestly, it's just disgusting. <laughs> Putting players... But he's, he's done it so many times, though, where he doesn't like a player, so he says, I don't want you around me, so I'll put you with the kids. Is there much difference to what he's done there to what Guardiola is doing to Torre and has done to Hart? Uh, I think it, there is a little bit of a difference. I mean, with Hart, there was a lot more uncertainty. I think Mourinho's obviously putting his stall out early and saying, well, this is happening. But it's, it's not nice. Especially, it's not just a sort of any player that's been around the club for a couple of years. We're talking about someone like Bastian Schweinsteiger that's had such a long and storied career to just to be disrespected like that just seems a bit off to me yeah I mean it was nice to see him walk off at the end and so many people respect him and everything because he kind of came through didn't he Germany had that Euro 2000 slump where they went out in the group stages and then they've kind of gradually built up uh, to become the World Cup winners two years ago and he's been yeah. there every step of the way almost, he's, been, he? he's been a big part of that and you know that you can understand why so many Germany fans obviously sad to see him go hmm but it's just difficult to see where he's going to go now or what he's going to do now. Yeah. Um, somebody else bowed out as well. Robbie Keane bowed out and scored in a 4-0 win for Ireland versus Amon. Have you seen this goal? I didn't, know. It's rather lovely. It's, it's it's kind of like a poor man's Gaza against Scotland at Euro 96. <laughs> <laughs> the ball sort of gets headed down to him in the air and he flicks it over the top of the... Uh, it was not quite Colin Hendry, but whoever the Omani defender was and sort of wallops it past the keeper. Which might have been Ali Al Habsi, I'm not sure. Oh, maybe. I do, I do like Robbie Keane. He's a, as much as obviously he tormented Chelsea when he was playing against us. It's he's just a fantastic striker, and it's a bit like what I think that would be what Defoe's like when he eventually retires from football in general. Mm. Defoe's one of those players that just will score goals wherever he is. Same with Robbie Keane. Yeah, well, he seems to be enjoying his time in Los Angeles, doesn't he? As you would do. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah, one must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just think, if you'd worked harder at PE at school. Exactly, that's the thing, yeah. You know, it's, it's that depressing thing when you see these new star footballers and they're like, ah, oh, he's 21, and he's like, screw you. Listen, we had the first 21st <laughs> century footballer play the other week. I saw him on the Channel oh, 5 Championship show. God. That just bans me. Well, it, it didn't even have to be that good a player. I mean, you could be a half-decent footballer and get to play in someone like America or Australia can't you yeah you don't even have to be any good no exactly um, some friendlies going on at the minute Belgium losing 2-0 to Spain um, welcome our dear leader Roberto Martinez Lukaku is probably just sitting there thinking, <laughs> oh god's sake <laughs> uh, Greece have beaten Holland 2-1 at, in, in Holland as well that's just par for the course with Holland at the moment though isn't it yeah it is a little I don't bit. know what's going on with them no um Portugal beating Gibraltar four 0 Is that a local derby? Um, Not quite. No. Uh, and Italy are beating or Italy losing 
2-1 at home to France. I've just seen a rather lovely goal by Martial with a, an assist from Pogba that people will be going on about for months. As is anything that Pogba does at the moment. Yeah. Exactly. Same with Ibrahimovic. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I know how much you love him. <laughs> it's the fact that people call him Zlatan and things like that. It's like, well, you don't say Wayne. You just call him Rooney, don't you? <laughs> God, what a great goal, Wayne. Wayne, no, yeah. No, no. <laughs> it's not his name. Stop it. Uh, got some qualifiers as well, haven't we, coming this weekend? Um, Northern Ireland playing Czech Republic. Uh, England playing... Oh, God, England playing Slovakia. Remember that at the Euros? Yeah, that was a... Uh... That's a good one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I don't think it's even going to be any different. <laughs> I really don't. How do you think it's going to go? I think it's just going to be the same thing. Unless we do that classic thing where we win all of our qualifiers, we look really good, and then we, we get to the next tournament and we play awful. What did you make of no Marcus Rashford? You, again, I think that's actually the right decision for Rashford. I think so as well. I know it's only qualifiers, but... The poor lad got so much pressure putting up, putting him at the end of last season. Mourinho's not really played him that much. He, he brought him on and he scored, but he, he just needs to focus on his club football and, and being consistent. I felt very sorry for him in that game versus Iceland at the Euros. I don't think Roy should have brought him on. Well, he should have done with the fact we were chasing the game, but the fact that he's now associated with the team that lost to Iceland the absolute shower of a shambles that was the team against Iceland I feel a bit sorry for him in that respect yeah he, in sort of two years at the the World Cup you know he might be one of the sort of few players in there in the squad potentially that were from that night and he'd be like oh Rashford was part of that team I was like yeah, but he, he only came on for like five minutes and he looked like our best player yeah exactly um, so how do you reckon it's going to go you reckon another boring 0-0 draw I think so. I mean, I think Allardyce will probably get something done just because I think he needs it more than he needs it, really. He needs to start with a win, ideally, doesn't he? Otherwise, people yeah. will be on his back straight away. He's very, Absolutely. He's very divisive, isn't he? He is. I think he's all right. I, I don't really think anyone in the England position is going to be what people want. People are going to be saying, oh, it should be someone like Mourinho, which isn't really going to work, is it? No. Because um, someone at football was complaining about this last night. Uh, he said, blah, 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 Allardyce. And I said, well, who else would you have got? And he thought, and he went, I don't know, anybody. <laughs> so, but there's a thing, no one wants it. It's such a poison chalice job. Yeah. No, the pe- only people that get it seem to be the people that haven't got anywhere else to go in their career. Well, international management isn't the peak of your managerial career anymore, is it? No. Managing it used Manchester to be... United or somebody is. It used to be the, you know, you, you've proven yourself at every level. Now you can prove yourself on the international stage. Yeah. Or your home nation. But that doesn't really seem to be the case. Yeah, well, he seems to be bringing the England players over. He's kept Rooney as captain. He will stay until 2018. And did you see the quiz night? No. He organised a quiz night, did Big Sam. And did you know who they had as compares? No. Only Paddy McGuinness and Bradley Walsh. Oh. God's <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute banter fest that must have been. Yeah, that must have been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Kill me now. Um, yeah. Malta are playing Scotland. Serbia are playing Republic of Ireland. Wales are playing Moldova. Um, and Kosovo, they're playing their first World Cup qualifier. Playing, they're away at Finland. Apparently, good. Well, apparently, um, Granite Shaka was lied to. Because there was a kind of a subclause that came out that said you can play for Kosovo 
because they're a brand new team, even if you've played for another team. Then there's talk of Shakiri defecting to Kosovo to play as captain. Uh, Granit Xhaka said, I think it was something along the lines of the fact that, or it was felt that Granit Xhaka uh, said something along the lines of um, he wanted to play for Kosovo and was told that if he'd played at the Euros for Switzerland, it wouldn't matter if he then played for Kosovo, but apparently it does. Oh no, that's not what you want. <laughs> no, exactly. They could have a hell of a team, but yeah, they've got quite so many people that could play for them, and mm. hopefully the rules aren't too stringent. No, you would hope not, but I think Shakiri's under. Well, I think you know whoever's played for the teams at the Euros because Albania were there as well, weren't they? Uh, they? Yeah, it could look a bit dicey for them. Yeah, um, we've got qualifiers next week as well. We've got uh, there's no other British teams involved next week, but you've got. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find something interesting in here. Um, <laughs> I gave it a bit of a build-up there. Uh, Switzerland, Portugal. There you go. That's that's Tuesday. all right. Yeah. yeah, it was better than Gibraltar, Greece, which was what my eyes are first drawn to. Well, the, the crazy thing is when you say that that those are European champions, and um, I'm still not excited. Portugal. Yeah. I, do you know what? I was willing them on a little bit. I do like these teams that fight in the face of adversity. Fight in the face of everyone going, no, this is stupid, don't, you can't win. But they were. You're not, you're not playing very well, and then they just won it. Exactly. Well, that's what England would do. England well, are going to win the next World Cup by playing terribly. England will win the next World Cup by playing terribly and playing Rooney for 75 minutes and then subbing him off and on comes Andy Carroll and maybe Kevin Davis. Right, you heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> this is going to happen. You think? When this happens, you, you should probably get like a knighthood or something. Imagine Kevin, Dav- Kevin Davis scores the winner in the 2018 World Cup final. As we, beat, how fantastic would that be? As we oh finally, my god, we beat Spain and finally put Ticket Tacker to bed. That'd be the best thing ever. Kevin Davis kills Ticket Tacker. That's the headline right there. <laughs> and Big Sam gets carried aloft, <laughs> chest bared, beating with his hands. Probably Mark Noble sitting along some. Alongside him somewhere as well. Oh, we could, yes. So they got Mark Noble in midfield, Andy Carroll yeah. up front, with Kevin Davis as some yeah. kind of because you know some kind of support man. Um, Nicky Hunt as fullback. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, we can do this, can't we? David Wheaton. Yeah. David Wheaton central defence. This is, this is a hell of a team coming up. This, this is this is the new thing. Get five aside. Chris this Riggett, is what you want to do. Chris Riggett and David Weeter with Nicky Hunt and oh, I've got to think of another fullback. It's a tough one. There must be. Some, I can. It's, it's not Ricardo Gardner. It's someone like that. Oh, I know. Who, yeah, I know who you mean. I used to pick in my fantasy team every year, and I can't remember his name. Him. That's frustrating. Yeah. Him. We know who he is, so we don't have to say yeah. his name. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> no one needs to know actually who it is. It's fine. No. Exactly. Yeah, Mark Noble, in, Mark Noble pulling the strings in central midfield alongside Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Jack Wilshere. Who's <laughs> and... just come off a really long injury spell. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have no wingers. We're going to yeah. have Jack Wilshere, we're going to have Wayne Rooney, Mark Noble, and Antonio. Actually, we can't because Wayne Rooney's going to be playing up front, according to Big Sam. He's got to make room for Kevin Davis, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Okay, so 
you've got that bloke we're thinking of at fullback with Nicky Hunt, yeah. David Weeter, Chris Riggett, Rooney, Wilshere, Mark Noble, Mikel Antonio as your flair player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Kevin Davies, who doesn't actually run around, he just sort of stands there knocking stands the ball there. down for others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Andy Carroll. Who have we got in goal? David James? Maybe. What, what, what was that? Barton? Was he around when Tyler was at Barton? Yaskalainen? Oh, he's finished, isn't he? Oh, yeah. David James, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, probably would be. Yeah, there you go. That's a team right there. And that all destroyed Tick Attacker in the World Cup <laughs> final in two years' time. Once and for all. Probably be England will have one shot on target the entire game. Spain will have like 50. Well, it's going to be... I reckon it'll be a Wayne Rooney corner. A Mark Noble corner. Yeah, you wouldn't see Rooney on corners. No, it might, uh, it'd be a Mark Noble corner and a knockdown by either Davis or... Oh, we're knocked down by Andy Carroll. A big scramble in the box, and Davies hoofs it home from about half a yard out, past a sprawling David de Gea. That we've just we've just written history right there. I think so. There you go. That's what that is. Brilliant. We've written the future, not history. Wow. Yeah. The other one, not the, not history. The other way around. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> How does time work? Oh, that's man. a different. That's a, that's a monkey cage podcast. <laughs> Well, there we go. Right, if that comes to in two years' time, I think we and you should buy an island together or something Absolutely. like that and just live like kings. Put a bet on it. Yeah, exactly. Right, uh, anything else you want to mention or talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it, it's been a very weird couple of days, football-wise. Obviously, it's all been transfer deadline day stuff. Yeah, nothing, nothing's the horrible happened. international break. G- yeah, I don't know. makes all subscriptions to sports services useless. Do you not watch any international football apart from England? Uh, I... I, the thing is, I don't really like to watch England just because it, it's incredibly depressing. Yeah. So I, I normally try and catch a different game. Um, Sky, I think it'd be more entertaining. Sky Sports show all the internationals, don't they? I don't have Sky Sports, though. Don't you? The, no. No, I don't either. I've got BT Sport, and I wish they'd show something, but they don't. BT have got everything else. They have. So they, they, which they try and like make so snazzy on their adverts, but then it's like, actually, the Premier League game they've got is not great. Uh, yeah. At the moment, anyway. Yeah, um, they got the five thirty kickoff now, haven't they? Yeah. Which confused me the first weekend. Yeah, it was going. Ah, oh, I can't watch it. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe they'll have something. Maybe they'll have sort of like Asian World Cup qualifying, Vietnam versus Mongolia or something. See, now that would be entertaining. It would be good. Yeah, you watch that. Yeah. Bit of like Laos versus Burma. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Okay. Um, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? My Twitter handle is at the Ryan Goodman. At the Ryan Goodman. Okay. Um, manofthepost.com is the website. At manofthepost is the Twitter account. Uh, I don't know if Ross and the chaps will be around on Sunday. They might be fast asleep after watching some international football. But if you um, subscribe to us either on Acast or on iTunes, then it will all fall into your inbox automatically. So you don't even have to go searching out to see whether they've recorded one or not. It will be there. You don't even have to do. You don't even have to stand up to do it. You can lie on your ass and do it. Um, you can leave us a five star review on iTunes. Any five star reviews gratefully received because it helps push us up the charts a bit. Any feedback received as well. Uh, less than five stars. Chris at manonthepost dot com. Um, so all the message we said is thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post. 